Hello, this is Alyssa Lin, the creator of Women's Journey in Tech. Today, my guest is Shreya Mistra. Please enjoy that first, and then we'll get going. Yeah. Hi, my name is Shreya Mistra. I currently work for Amazon Web Services as a business manager for its Cloud Foundation Services team. Um, I've been here uh, in Seattle uh, close to one year. Before this, I was actually in San Francisco Bay Area for about a decade. That makes my U.S. stay close to about 11 years this September. I'm originally from India, born and raised in the central part of India. I come from a very small town called as Jabalpur. Although while very recently I realized that it's actually not a small town, a lot of people know Jabalpur. It's famous for marble rocks um, and has a lot of historic importance. Nice. Okay, so my first question is, uh, what was your path to get to where you are now? Well, um, so <laughs> I love to use both sides of my brain, right? So I'm very, very creative um, and love doing interior decoration and um, art and crafts. But I also love logic and reasoning and math. So um, I wanted to do something which is like a good combination of both. And back in India, my first job was that of a software engineer. I used to work for Infosys. And very, very soon I realized that I do not see myself sitting behind a desk doing coding all day. I really need to be more creative and use uh, that side of my brain. So that's why I went ahead and I pursued MBA so that I can be on the business side of things. Um, that said, I'm not saying that to be where I am, you actually need to have engineering or MBA, but definitely um, an interest or curiosity in technology helps, which is what I had. Um, and then, you know, these are just mediums to get to get to where I wanted to be, but these are not the only mediums. So, so my path was I pursued engineering. I worked as a software engineer. Um, I am a little bit of a geek. So I love coding uh, and things like that. And then on the strategy side of things, it helps me understand technology. It helps me um, understand why we are doing, how we are doing um, certain things. So especially like working in the cloud, I understand technology because of my engineering side. What was your first experience um, coding? Uh, that I didn't understand anything. I had no idea what I'm doing <laughs> um, because I was not actually, um, I didn't learn coding uh, very well in my school. It was only in my engineering college. And so we were given a very basic program to write and literally the entire classroom went to the three or four coders in the class and asked for help because none of us knew how to code. But, um, and I thought that this was the hardest thing that I have been ever asked to do. But, you know, it was a fun thing because then I realized that, oh, wow, like changing a variable here and there can actually change um, your outcome so quickly. So it became fascinating and, and I started really enjoying, I particularly enjoyed SQL. I did not enjoy C or C++ that much. So that also makes a difference. Like what do you enjoy even in coding? So I enjoyed SQL, I loved uh, using Oracle, and that's when I really developed an interest in coding. What was your first language you learned? Say that again? What was your first language that you learned, coding language? Oh, C, C++. That's the basic <laughs> that used to be taught, yes. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so going to fail this class because I do not, uh, you know, I'm not very good at it. But, um, 
you know, with the help of my friends who were good at it, I, I quickly grasped. Again, like an interest helps. So like, I'm more of like a person who likes to learn by doing. So when I actually implemented the concepts that were taught in our class, and I started writing little algorithms, that's what helped me learn a lot. Yeah. But like C++ is like the hardest thing. One of the hardest languages. It's a tough one <laughs> I, to start out in. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know about the hard, if it's hardest or, or not so hard. I mean, for somebody who doesn't have an interest in technology, probably the simplest language can be hard. But yes, it's, um, it depends on how much do you want to learn something. Are you just doing it because, you know, it's compulsion or are you actually interested in it? Was your interest, just curious, was your interest like, personal or was it like influenced by anyone else um no i i am just like a geek like i love uh, yes i i love nerding out on things i love understanding how things work um also like i'm a fan of technology like i love i love the fact that technology helps us evolve and when we talk about these interests and technologies our our vision is so tunneled in terms of like cloud or you know, coding, or or machines, or artificial intelligence. Whereas if you think about it, right, calculators, their technology, elevators, their technology. Mm -hmm. So um, as an engineer, I was an electronics engineer, and I took the project of designing uh, a microprocessor program for how machine, uh, how an elevator would work. And then I took a program. Uh, I wrote a program on. Uh, I remember my final project was a barcode reader for toll bridges. You know how we have the automatic toll deduction in the US back in those days, India did not have that. So I wrote that program. So it's like these basic things are all technology. And because I sometimes geek out, <laughs> so that's why I wanted to like learn. Also, because if you take math in India, uh, the default path is to become an engineer. A lot of people are going to say no, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so um, what was your first job? My first job was that of a software engineer in India. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it, I used to work for Infosys and um, I thoroughly enjoyed, so they had an extensive training process that everybody needs to go through. If you're a hire, if you're a new hire from like a fresh college grad, mm -hmm. um, there is an extensive three month or six month um, training program that they have. And that's where I actually learned a lot of languages and, and, and technology stuff. It was taught to us so well. It was so well structured and designed. And that was my first job in India. Um, yeah. Nice. Do you think, did you think, um, did you like take anything away besides like, coding languages from the first training from from your training oh yeah 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 i mean the sequel that i know till date is actually what i learned in in in, in a five-day program like uh, oh. you know we had courses designed and we had depending on which stream you're put in so some people were put in java some people were put in mainframes some were net some were open systems i was in open systems and uh, so we were all for one and a half months, we were all given like a basic training on some of the common languages, um, which included C, C++ and things like that. But then once we were assigned our streams, 
we were, it was almost like a second college enrollment. So once we were assigned our stream, uh, we were taught courses based on our stream. And one of the things I learned there was SQL and Oracle. Um, yeah, I remember. And I loved the way it was taught to us. And I think that sparked my interest in that particular side of things. And I still like, and then, you know, it's also a matter of how much you use um, something because uh, not everything that you learn, you use in your day-to-day. And because I use SQL in my sort of day-to-day, um, I also like remember it and I, and I have advanced in it. Fast forward a little bit. So you mentioned that you wanted to, I guess, like go to like management to be more creative. Like, mm-hmm. like what sparked that interest in like management? Um, so as I said, right, I, I love uh, one uh, as a person. I, I, I just cannot sit at one place coding for a whole day. Yes, that's, that's not me. Um, I love to kind of like brainstorm on things and then uh, you know, so that sparked my interest to kind of like go into strategy. Um, I I saw myself as somebody who likes to think out of the box, take initiatives, um, you know, design things, work on things, um, so lead programs. So that's what sparked me to explore the business world um, because whatever I was working on, I wanted to see where and how this is getting implemented, right? Like I love, I love when I'm working on something and I can actually see it being used by our customers and customers can be anybody, right? Whoever is the end user, it doesn't have to be a real customer. It can be a customer. It can be another team. It can be an internal customer, whoever it is. But I love to see how things are implemented. I love to see how decisions are made so that's what sparked my interest to venture the business side of the world. And then because I also like to use the logic side, side of my brain, I, I was very sure that I, I would love to work for a tech company. What were your initial challenges being like, I guess, a new leader? Um, one of the challenges, uh, so I faced a challenge of, culture to begin with because I for example I large part of my career is most part of my career is in the U.S. and I had come from India which is a completely different world yeah so I had to adapt very quickly very early on on how things are done here Um, uh, it's a very open culture right Uh, so people are if you so so that is one big thing that um, I had to overcome um, and learn actually. And uh, my early mentors and my managers were um, a big support there. So that was one big challenge. The other challenge was also um, just learning about things. You know, one of the things we always, most people struggle with is the fear of not knowing things. Yeah. Um, yeah like um, we do not come with that confidence. And I would actually, I would actually give the advice of just have the confidence that you will get through, right? Most of us are like these A gamers who, who, who would want to like prove from day one that you know certain things and you're able to do it. And when we are, when we are in the learning phase, um, we always struggle with this that, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe we are not that good. And that's not true. You will learn like quickly if you're a fast learner. 
you will learn as soon as you kind of like get more and more into it. So that was also my other challenge that I had to, I had to convince myself, give myself that confidence that no, I can learn this and I can implement this, uh, which I did. So I think that's why now looking back, whenever I take on a new project or a new program, it's always going to be new, whether it's a new company or a new team or even a new program, you don't know how that's going to be. Just go with the confidence on what you know and then figure it out. So, so that was also a challenge that in, the, in my initial days, I had to overcome that. Now, now I know how, how, how to convince and how to be more confident in that side. So I guess it's related to my last question, but um, what skills helps you become like an effective leader? Uh, so one, to know that there is a difference between being an effective leader and being an effective manager. Uh, the two can be the same, but they're not always the same. Um, and the key difference is an effective leader, right? You learn how to collaborate with everybody. It's not a top-down approach. You should always, so one of the things uh, that I keep in mind when I am either leading a, leading a team or leading a project or a program is um, earn trust with the people you're working with. It's very important because if you do not work together as a team, it's, it's, it's not going to be very successful. So that's one skill that is important. The other one is uh, effective collaboration. Or, and communication. I think there should be like a, a good flow of things that people are working on, or what do you expect in return? There should be like very clear guidelines and, uh, and communication. You should be open to offering help. You should be open to receiving help. Uh, I think these are some of the things that I feel every leader should have. And then one really big thing that a leader should have is um, you know a, a good example of Amazon's leadership principle, which is having backbone to disagree and commit, which means if you're not okay with something, you should be comfortable enough in saying the no. And then if still there are logical reasons and rationale on why a decision was made, uh, which you do not agree with, if that decision has been made, then everybody should be okay to like work on it and move forward, don't go in circles. So, you know, these are some things that help you effectively lead, whether you're leading a team or you're leading a program or a project. Related to criticism, um, what do you think is a good way to give constructive criticism? Because it's a hard thing to do sometimes. Yes, yeah. it's a very hard thing. Um, and uh, what I have found effective is one, uh, you need to build that relationship with your team members, right? Um, so that they treat you as, um, as part of their team and not somebody who is actually playing for the other side. Uh, if you do not have that, then like there will be no trust. So one of the things is, um, I don't personally like to sugarcoat and say things, but also at the same time, uh, you know, you need to be very, um, comfortable in carrying that conversation. And you need to hear when you are giving that feedback, let's say you don't like something and you're giving that constructive feedback, give it in a way that doesn't outline the person's weakness. I mean, of course there is a weakness mm -hmm. in that person because of which certain things did not work how they should have been. So that's understood. So rather than focusing on 
explaining the weakness to the person, we should always focus on what he or she can do to actually overcome that weakness and how that is going to help him or her improve that. And I think that would be a good way to give feedback to anybody. Don't focus on the, the problem, focus on the solution and go back from there. Yeah, that's a great answer. Um, so when you're a leader, what, like, what do you want to achieve? And this is pretty broad, but I guess in your current job, like, what do you want to achieve as a leader? Um, I'm not a leader in my current job, but yeah, like if yeah, I think well, about, uh, yeah, if I think about, so there are two aspects to why I want to lead or I want to be in a leadership position. Um, one, because I want to pursue and progress in my career. I want to grow. I want to be a good leader and a good manager, right? Um, and two, because just like how I see other women or men, like other basically successful people who are leading, mm -hmm. um, I'm motivated by that. I'm encouraged by that. And I would love to, to actually, you know, give that encouragement or motivation to others when they see me like other people who look up to me, I would love to, I would love to be kind of like a role model to them on, on how uh, you can overcome things and difficulties and still um, pursue what you want, how you can be um, successful in, in what you want to achieve. And success can be very variable, right? What, what is success to me may, may be different to others, but I just want to kind of like create an environment where especially coming from India, I feel, um, especially as a woman who, in technology, like that's a very niche uh, sector. So I would love to uh, have other women and parents of actually girls and women see people like me and, and kind of impart their, that knowledge, that, op that set of opportunities to their girl child so that they can progress. I mean, that's a, that's a very, very big factor for me. Because from where I come from, we still see uh, women not having equal rights, women uh, not having equal access to education and, and work. And I would want to be a role model to like, just like how my parents, you know, they raised me and um, I'm confident I'm, I'm getting the opportunities. And if I'm not getting, I'm trying for them, then I would want other women as well as like men uh, to see how we can do that and encourage them and motivate them. And that's a big thing why I also want to like grow and progress in my career. Yeah. So how did you build confidence then? Just, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a hard question. Just curious. After a lot of mistakes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, one thing is um, part of it is personality. Like as a person, I am, I am a confident person, but that said, it's, it's obviously, it's not always true, right? There are situations when I enter a room and I'm like, oh my God, I don't think so I can do it. Uh, but a lot of it is support that I have, uh, that I have been, like the way I've been raised, right? Like support from your family. Uh, and then having the feeling that it's okay to try. If I fail, that's fine. So that feeling is what gives me the confidence to go and try something. Because if you're scared, the fear of failure should not be there. You should always try something, give your best shot, 
and it's all right if you don't fail you at least know what not to do so next time when you do it you will know the mistake you made and then you will not do it and that's how you will step by step by step become successful you know and and that confidence will start building up so confidence does not come like overnight it's not like you just get up and you're like yes today i'm going to win it all it just comes from learning from experience from watching other people how they do it that's how you build confidence you know and it also like you should be open to help it's not like if you're super confident you won't need help so it's a it's a good mix of a lot of these things mm-hmm. what um so it's a little bit off topic now but um what's your like what are what factors are most important to you when you're in a working environment most important mm-hmm. uh one i should be um i mean i like to work when i'm having fun and um i like to work on things that i can feel that i have made an impact right or or that project makes an impact those are the two basic things so that's like those are the things i look for whenever i am either choosing a role or a team or you know a company whatever it is um i always look for whether this is going to help me um do something impactful learn something that's very important um uh, so that's one of the big things i look for then team culture i really like uh, give a lot of importance to team culture because if you are not comfortable in the team no matter how important or impactful the project is uh, you won't enjoy it and you will you will not like to work in that environment so i i think for me team culture plays a big role and at the moment like uh, also manager like my relationship with the manager i i really choose the work depending or team depending on the manager because your manager is a good guide not only like your manager but you know um, they can be a great guide to tell you what can be your other opportunities where you are right where you are wrong and if you do not have that kind of trust or relationship or rapport with your manager then then it doesn't help you really learn anything so do you um do you like ensure you have a good team culture or relationship with managers do you like effective communication or do you do it like before you get into that job where you get hired um so most of the times like you know when you're talking you you like to know what's the management style of the other person so if i don't know a manager i would always ask right what's their management style like and it, whether it matches the way i would want to be managed mm-hmm. so that's very important and sometimes you know you already know the manager so then it's great you you already know whether whether you would like to work for that person or not and like depending on different people right certain people uh, are like for example they are great with uh, ambiguity or ad hoc stuff so if the manager's style is very structured then you need to make sure you're okay because that that that's how your personality is so it depends right sometimes when you let's say are walking into an environment where you don't know the manager then it's always a good advice to ask their management style ask how they how they like to lead the team what are certain things that are important to them in their employees and then see whether if you have it great if you don't have it how important it is to the manager and then um 
what is the most memorable and like well not really but like sorry <laughs> um so let me just rephrase it so if you could tell me one story that like kind of like encaptures like your experience like what story would you tell uh one story that encaptures my entire experience or, or uh, uh like part of experience that you want to share well, um, yeah, I can share. Um, I, I don't know if it captures my entire experience, but that's an interesting story that I, I would love to share, which is um, so or, or it's actually a very memorable story for me till now. <laughs> I'm hoping to create more memorable stories. But one of them is um, so last year I presented uh, a chalk talk at Amazon's uh, reInvent and the way it so that's very memorable for me because it was the first time ever that I actually stood up on a podium and I was presenting at an event this big, you know, yeah. and I was, I was still, I was still um, very new to Amazon. I had just completed one year and, and I was like, oh, and this was that moment where I was like, oh my God, like, I, I don't think so I can do it. <laughs> But um, there were, uh, you know, I got a lot of, and here is where my manager was like, I have full confidence in you. Make sure you do these things. Um, he gave me good guidance. I worked with my team and, uh, you know, me and my teammate who we were both presenting, we made sure that we are aligned. And um, I was super, and I was like, yeah, okay, fine. I think I can do this. And then I flew to Vegas and then I learned that my teammate cannot make in person because oh. he, yeah, he had a visa, uh, visa issue. So he couldn't fly to the US, which meant I had to be there in the room alone. And yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was a moment where I was like, uh, okay, either put up a confident face or like do something because you need to go to this event, you need to present um, and you need to make sure that you uh, are able to answer all the customer's problem while your teammate is on, on screen with you, not in person. Uh, but that's something I will never forget because it was a great opportunity. And um, yeah, it was something that, uh, that I would call as like, you know how you have like my first, so it mm -hmm. was like the first opportunity that I presented at a conference or an event that big. Nice. Close it out. Um, what advice do you have for other women, young women trying to get into like STEM fields? One, never underestimate yourself. Never. I think as women, um, I wouldn't say everybody does it, but for most part, you know, uh, I know we are like dealing with a lot of biases and stereotypes. I would just say you should always have the confidence that either you can do it or otherwise you will learn it and do it. Never underestimate, never let anybody uh, tell you that you're not or make you believe that you are not good for something. So do not believe in that stereotype of that women cannot understand technology or machine learning, right? And then second, um, just, be open to learning and be open to rationale. And if there are people who are telling you that you're not good with something, ask them why. Don't just believe that and, you know, like uh, make that as a big part of your assumption. Um, 
there are a lot of women who are inspiring the world in very like in different fields they don't have to be technology but we can see how when you know there are a lot of women doing great things in multiple fields fashion movies technology uh, you know wherever so if they can do it you can do it and then what advice would you give for women trying to enter leadership women trying to enter leadership one sure it's a sad reality that we may need to uh, deal with a lot of biases we may not i mean you know i'm not saying that everybody comes with biases but we may need to deal with biases so if you know the reality don't let it impact you and two um again it's the same advice right don't let others dictate how good or bad you are um sometimes women just because we talk softly or you know like you know we may not have the loudest voice in the room uh people underestimate that for women being weak or women not being confident and no you don't have to be the loudest in the room you just need to be the strongest and most powerful in the room and by powerful i don't mean power as in like you know by powerful i mean that if you know your stuff and you know how to do it that is your power so so just don't don't let anything affect you um especially when people say oh oh women they don't have interest in cars no i love cars i'm passionate about cars <laughs> yes i love cars probably i love cars more than men love cars so <laughs> so <laughs> yeah but but um uh yeah it's just like don't let these stereotypes define who you are you are who you define you to be That's great advice.